It is really lovely to hear a brief snippet of uh, the joy and all of the thoughtfulness that have gone into different presents. And it is a lovely reminder of what presents show us. They show us how much people understand us to buy something lovely, and they show us how much they love us, that they would spend the time thinking and saving in order to buy it. But there are sad Christmas days when the lovely, well-planned Christmas presents get smashed. Has anybody had a Christmas Day breakage in their house this year? Oh, I'm sorry for you. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry for you because I remember having a Christmas Day breakage. Well, actually, it was a Christmas Eve breakage in my house. Um, I was about eight or nine. And um, my grandpa at this point wasn't a Christian. He wonderfully became a Christian before he died. He's now with the Lord. Um, But at that point, he wasn't a Christian. And I was trying as an eight or nine-year-old to buy him something that would help him understand something more about Jesus. And I found, in some charity shop somewhere, I'm sure, um, a little glass ornament with a verse etched in it. I can't remember the verse. Maybe it was, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. But I think that was a bit much to get on the glass. I can't remember what it was. It was a little verse in the Bible, and I couldn't wait to give this to my grandpa because I was praying that God would use it because it was from his grandson to put it on a shelf somewhere, and he'd keep seeing it, and he might become a Christian. That was how big this present was for me. So in all the excitement of Christmas Eve, you get to the point as kids where you're just about to go to bed, and mum and dad say, right, go and get all of your presents, and you can put them under the tree. And in all of my Jimmy enthusiasm for life, I run upstairs, I grab all of my presents in one big pile, and grandpa's ornaments on the top, and I was coming down the stairs, and it was like life started to go slowly, and this ornament slowly slipped off the top, and I just watched it smash in a thousand pieces all over the floor. Still makes me sad to this day. So I genuinely understand the sadness of Christmas Day breakages. Um, Apart from the poor Brian's who've already experienced it, I hope that none of the rest of you have that experience today. Uh, But the reality is that even the very best of gifts, even the gifts that are that lovely reminder of how much people love us and how carefully they think about things and how much they'll save, Even those wonderful gifts smash, get stolen, we age out of them, we eat ourselves out of them, technology moves on and they become obsolete. Even those perfect of Christmas gifts remind us actually that they don't last forever. So as you're enjoying your Christmas Day gifts, and I really do want you to enjoy them, I'm not like a Scrooge, enjoy those gifts because they were given out of love with much thoughtfulness. I want to just give us all this morning the Bible's perspective on today. And to do that, um, I need my three girls. Um, If you want to come up very quickly, this is not planned, so this could go horribly wrong. Um, But I need you three. We've already done our gifts as a family. Lottie, you don't have to come up if you don't want to. That's fine. Um, right, I want you to reach in there and pick out one of those as a, an extra gift from me. Now that is no ordinary spoon. Lottie, this one's yours. All right, lovely. These are no ordinary spoons. These were handmade by David Legrand. And you could 
yourself be the proud owner of a Legrand spoon. Um, but um, if this mic could be on for just a second. Um, girls, in our house, what do we remember when we see a spoon? The best is yet to come. Ah, thank you so much. Take a seat. The best is yet to come. And I want every single one of you, every single time you look at a spoon, to remember the best is yet to come. Which is quite an amazing thing to say. Um, on Christmas Day, if you've been listening to all the things we've been thinking about for the past couple of weeks. So last Sunday morning, Matthew helped us see what an incredible thing it was that Jesus would make himself poor, that we would become rich. And then in the evening we thought, what an amazing thing it is that we can know real peace with God. And then yesterday, was it only yesterday? Yesterday morning, I think that one was me, wasn't it? Uh, Yes. Yesterday morning, we were thinking about the amazing confidence we can have in who God is because of all of the surprises at Christmas that tell us that God's in control. And then last night, Matthew was saying that all of this wonderful news is for all people. Christmas is massive. And the best is yet to come. That's what I want you to think when uh, you get to your Christmas dinners in a little bit and every other meal you ever have. Okay? Not just pudding, which is often the best bit, but I want you to think that the best is yet to come. And I want to th- remind you that with three R's, not writing, reading, and arithmetic. The best is yet to come. Return, recreate, and ready. They're the three things I want you to think about every time. First R is Jesus will return. And that is what the angels, again, promise at the very end of Jesus' life. We used to thinking on Christmas Day morning about what the angels did at the very beginning of Jesus' life. I'm going to jump just very briefly into the book of Acts, when right at the very end of Jesus' life, after he's been crucified, buried, resurrected, he's spent those 40 days with his disciples, he's taught them loads of things, and then we have this amazing description of how Jesus left this earth. And in Acts, we read that they were gathered around him, Jesus, and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It's not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he had said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. That is a great promise. The great promise is, as amazing as the Christmas story is, it's not the end of the story. Jesus is going to return. And he's not going to return as some defenseless, dependent baby. 
Paul tells us that the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. And when he returns, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's the day that every day is counting down to Who gets excited in their family in the run-up to Christmas when the supermarkets put out those big countdowns for the number of days or sleeps until Christmas? That's the, the big green one that goes up in Asda ramps up the excitement in our house as we start to see those numbers ticking down. Now, I cannot tell you, and nobody can tell you, when the countdown for Jesus' return is going to run out. But it is. Because God has promised it is. He has set a day when Jesus will return. And that is the most important thing to remember. That the best is yet to come because Jesus will return. Second R is that God will recreate the heavens and the earth. Last week we read some of my favorite verses in the Bible. Uh, In the grand scheme of life... um, God has spared me from most of the suffering that many other people endure. I know that. But I have experienced some trials, and I have walked alongside others who've experienced greater trials. And the older I get, the more precious Revelation 21 becomes. God is going to recreate the heavens and the earth. Here's the little preview that God gives us through John of what that will look like. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There'll be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. On that day when Jesus returns, for everyone who believes and trusts in him, That is the future we have to look forward to. We will know, we we thought last night, didn't we, about the very, very beginning of time when Adam and Eve had that perfect relationship with God and they walked with him in the cool of the day. That's what John is telling us it will be like again for all God's people in this perfect new world. Look, God's dwelling place is now among them and he will dwell with them. God himself will be with them and be their God. Everything bad is going to be banished. There will never be any more breakages on Christmas Day or any other day. There's like a zillion ways in which the wonderful benefits of that future will be fleshed out in every single part of our life, being able to have that fellowship with God in a world with no more sin or suffering or death. But just, I mean, just think about the breakages thing on Christmas Day. That's why Jesus taught his disciples to store up for yourselves treasures in heaven 
where moths and vermin don't destroy and where thieves don't break in and steal or Christmas presents don't get smashed on Christmas Day. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Please don't mishear me. I am not saying you shouldn't enjoy your gifts. You should. What I'm saying is every single one of us needs to guard our hearts and make sure that our greatest treasure is not in these things where moths and vermin and thieves destroy, but in heaven where it is eternally safe forever. So, two hours' time or so, you will be picking up your spoon. The best is yet to come. Because Jesus will return and Jesus will recreate. Third R is we need to be ready. A uh, little bit of competition. I can't not have a bit of competition on Christmas Day. I wonder who was the earliest to prepare for today. So let's just think presents for a minute. Uh, hands up if you had bought all of your Christmas presents. You can't cheat and have bought one in the last week. If you'd bought all your Christmas presents in November, or by November. Wow, there's some seriously organized people here. Okay, we might have to, oh, Pam's in the game as well, so we're going to keep going. Hands up still if you'd bought them all by October. Pam, that's outrageous. When did you bought all your presents by, Pam? October half term. There's an organized teacher for you. Okay, um, how about on the wrapping front? Who had wrapped all of their presents more than a week before Christmas? Oh, interesting. Not that many. Okay. Hands up if you'd wrapped all of them before December. Okay, we are a bit lastminute.com in here at times. Um, sorry, Pam again. This is madness. <laughs> Pam, you know that Christmas is in December, not October, right? You had wrapped them all in half term, hadn't you? That is incredible. That is incredibly well organized. Um, and uh, joking aside, it makes sense to be organized, doesn't it? Because Christmas Day is a big day. And there's loads of stuff that goes on. There's a huge amount of food that needs to be organized. There's loads of presents that need to be sorted. There's a little bit of tiswas moments as everything happens all at the same day in a bit of a rush. And it's a good thing to be ready. So can I ask you a really simple question as we finish? Have you put more effort into being ready for today than you have for Jesus' return? It's not wrong to be ready for today. It's a good thing to be ready for today. Take as much pressure off the day as you can. Bless and love other people as well as you can. It's a good thing to be ready for today. But are you ready for the final day? Are you ready for the greatest day? And if you know you're not yet... I want to tell you in one minute how you can be. See, when we think about getting ready for Christmas, it's all on us, isn't it? It's all about us buying in advance enough so that we've got time to wrap, so that we can also buy in all the food and prepare the food, so that we can cook a wonderful dinner for whoever we're hosting for. It's a lot on us. And lots of people think, if I'm going to be ready for Jesus' return, I've got to do a lot of stuff too. That's not what the Bible teaches. The wonderful thing about Christmas is it's like getting an invite to somebody else's house 
where they've bought all the presents for you to give to others. They've made every bit of Christmas dinner. And they say, this is your new home. That's what's so good about Christmas. Because the Bible tells us that Jesus came into this world. He lived that perfect life we couldn't. He died, as we remember, at Easter. He rose victorious from the grave. And he went into heaven because his work was complete for every one of us to be ready. So what do we have to do? Great question. We turn away from running from God and sinning against him. And we trust in him as our one and only savior. Which means you can do that today. All of the many things that are on your mind right now as you're thinking, please finish because I need to go home and sort the rest of the dinner. You can ready your soul for eternity now. By thinking, Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you would come into this world and die for me so that I could be forgiven. What are you all going to remember? Everybody say it. Best is yet to come. And your three R's are to remember that Jesus will return. He will recreate. So we need to be ready.